everyone, welcome to Behind Mummy Smile with Amy. Today I'm going to be focusing on talking about support, different support that I had um, during both my pregnancies and those first couple of years, but also any other support that could be out there for you if you need it. Um, so I'm going to start with my first pregnancy and to begin with, you know, having your first baby, you just kind of are thrown into it. And I kind of felt a little bit like that after I'd had Charles, you know, to find that, oh, you're mid, you're going to have a midwife come round for an appointment and see you at your home. I clearly had no idea what was going to happen after I actually had a baby. And it was really nice actually to have that support, knowing that you're going home from the hospital and in a day or two, you're going to have a professional come round into your home and just check on you, make sure you're settled in. If you're breastfeeding, how that's going, how the, the latchment's going. They also kind of check your mood as well because it's really, really common in that first kind of few days, that first week, um, to suffer with the bla baby blues. And baby blues, you know, it's very common with our hormones all kind of changing. We've just had a baby. Um, we're also, our sleep is different. So we're not sleeping quite the same as we would have been. And some of us might have gone through quite a traumatic birth. Um, some of us might literally be, oh my goodness, I'm home now with this brand new baby, what what am I supposed to do now? Am I changing them correctly? Is the nappy too tight? Um, am I changing them enough? Oh, you know, my baby hasn't um, gone to the toilet for a while. Are they kind of weeing enough? Are they pooing enough? Am I feeding enough? Just everything, everything goes on in our brains. And we might also be feeling kind of anxious about going out um, if our partners are returning to work. So it's really nice to have those health professionals, those midwives come and just check you in your own home where you feel most comfortable and you can kind of be open and honest and tell them really how you're getting on, how, you know, you've settled back in at home and ask any questions that suddenly are now like, I wish I'd asked that whilst I was in the hospital or why didn't I find this out before I had a baby? It gives you that time to kind of reflect and ask those questions then. And with the baby blues, you know, it is very normal. Um, as I mentioned, with your hormones, it's something to keep an eye on because those initial kind of down moments um, can escalate onto um, postpartum depression and can you know, if it doesn't kind of get treated or resolved, can um, kind of hinder your bond with your baby as well and can escalate quite quickly. So it's really important just to kind of keep track and monitor how you're feeling in those first few days. And the midwives normally do some sort of like questionnaire. If anyone's done any like talking therapies or counselling and it's a bit like a one of those forms like how you're feeling on a scale of one to five or one to ten what's your mood like so it's very very similar to that um and it's just something to keep an eye on for those symptoms is it something that you're feeling kind of every now and again or is it kind of overwhelming you and do make sure you kind of reach out and talk to those people around you especially if you do have sort of the midwife or health visitor come and visit you in those first few days that you kind of just let them know how you are feeling because it could just be something 
that will just dissolve on its own um, or it might be something that you need a little bit more extra support with. Um, so the midwife visits post baby being born is really nice and you'll find that um, you'll have sort of regular reviews with the health visiting team as well so you have a review um, sort of around around when they're one year old there's normally a backlog so it can take quite a few months after their first birthday and then again around sort of again the second birthday again I'm still kind of waiting to um, hear about um, Freddie's second month, uh, second month, uh, 24 month old review. And there again, there's questionnaires that you get given and it kind of asks you, um, it breaks it down into different parts of their learning and things that they can maybe do themselves, like crawling, walking, picking things up with their thumb and forth, uh, forefinger or index finger one of those and then, uh, yeah index finger isn't it and then there's also other questions um like with their speech uh, and just yeah how they are and you kind of again it's on that kind of scale um of can do it independently with some support or something like that and you kind of just go through and tick different boxes and again, that's a time where you can kind of ask if there's any questions that you're kind of not sure about, um, how they're sleeping, how they're eating, how they are developing in them in themselves. I mean, as a mum, you you have that kind of inkling whether something's not quite right, and don't be afraid to ask it there and then. And if you feel you haven't really answered my question, you haven't really supported them, make sure you do kind of. Um, persist with that um, until you are happy and comfortable with how your child is developing and always I really really highly highly recommend that you always trust your own guts um, if they've kind of said something and you think no I'm still not happy with that then do proceed and do kind of um, battle it out until you are comfortable and satisfied with how your child is doing um, because you're with them all the time you know them best we also have um, various jabs that happen. Um, so they have jabs, you know, those first few weeks, um, 12 weeks, um, 16 weeks. And again, every child, just like an adult, like we're just going through all this vaccination pro, um, process, aren't we, with COVID, everyone's reacting in a different way. Some people, nothing. Other people, they get a bit of a dead arm. Um, and then other times it completely wipes us out. And it's the same with um, when their ba- when your baby has their jabs, they can react in different ways. I think some, for both my children, some of the jabs were absolutely fine. You know, they're just very tired, slept a little bit more. And other times they, you know, really had to kind of monitor them with um, temperature and they're just a lot more fussy. They might be feeding a lot more, um, just not quite themselves. So that's something just to be aware of if you've got jabs um, coming up as well um so yeah with Charles I was pretty much just left to it um you know I had the midwives and I spoke to them a little bit about baby blues because I think just the type of person I am it was just I came home and after like his first week I was like oh my god a week has already flown by and then I just like his whole life just flashed before me and I just thought oh my god this is going too quickly um 
and I think I was quite I don't know the right word if worried was the right word but kind of apprehensive probably about like when Owen was going to go to back to work and suddenly it was just going to be me and a baby and how how was I kind of going to get ourselves to get out the ready to get out the house and all those things kind of buzz around your head and I think I probably had a hint of the baby blues but that kind of you know once you get into a routine into your own kind of pattern um daily life you kind of just yeah everything kind of slotted into place quite nicely um and yeah that was it was really nice and it actually me being left on my own in that kind of sense you know I knew I could kind of check in with um midwives or the health visiting team if I needed to I also visited the hub quite frequently and I think because I joined the postnatal group through the hub that that really did help it help help itself because it got me out of the house every week it it got me introduced to other parents with similar age children and kind of that week on that weekly basis I could go with any new problems I had or they'd be like oh have you thought about this and listening to other mums and different techniques of getting to sleep and feeding and we were all going through those stages together so I think that was really really nice so even though I was kind of left to it I never felt completely on my own or isolated um and then obviously going into um my second pregnancy with my mental health not being quite as stable as it had initially been um I did really really worry that once I had my baby you know that kind of struggle of bonding might be there that I might suffer with postpartum depression because I was feeling it beforehand that it was just going to kind of continue because I just was not myself I was very depressed um not wanting to be around anymore you know punishing myself to try and have some sort of control so like not eating not drinking because I felt like that's the things that I could control um and as I mentioned previously it was only when sort of I opened up to the midwife that I was given so much support because I could have just plodded along and just said yeah I'm fine I'm really not being fine and it just escalate more and more and higher chance then of me suffering with postpartum depression you know and all of that with my mix of hormones coming after giving birth so um once I opened up to the midwife it was like yeah here's here's all this advice you got given the number um for the crisis team along with my partner um and they also set up basically different support so she recommended I go and speak to my GP which I did and through the GP um they recommended talking therapies which I have already done um a couple of sessions of that like two um blocks of that in my early sort of 20s when I suffered really badly with my anxiety so I had the CBT uh, the cognitive behavior therapy and um, to begin with and I did some workshops in addition to that and that really did sort of help and I also did some um, through them again more like counseling sessions uh, where I could just go and talk to somebody which again really did help but now this was sort of more the depression side and I had to take into account that I was heavily pregnant and I had 
um, like not even quite a two, two and a half year old. So I kind of did the talking therapies initial assessment that they set up and it's over the phone and they kind of just get to know you and what kind of help support you might need and then they set up a face-to-face assessment which I went to and this literally was booked in like two weeks or not even that before my due date um so I was very heavily pregnant I had Charles with me as well because obviously the timings that they do this it tends to be during the week and um so I had like no childcare. so Charles was with me um and yeah, it just it just really didn't feel right. Not a great experience at all. I don't know whether that's a re- reflect on the assessment itself, but it just obviously the things that I was talking about with my childhood um, really, really kind of resurfaced. Everything came up and um, to the foreground, and I was just yeah, I came away just an absolute emotional wreck. I just cried and cried and cried, like literally in the car all the way home, um, and it just knocked me because I thought this, this, and it was only the assessment, so I knew it wasn't going to be like everything fixed, but I just felt this has just made everything worse. Um, and I think having my little one there as well obviously wasn't the best situation. But I was thinking, if I'm then having to have sessions after I've given birth, how is how is this actually going to work in reality? And um, the person I saw, she was like, right, we can set up these appointments, but it will have to be with no children. And I'm thinking, <laughs> can you not see I'm literally about to give birth? you know, she was mentioning maybe like give it a few weeks after you've given birth and then start setting up some sessions. But I was like, I don't want to be away from my baby. I, you know, just the logistics of it all made it 10 times worse, made me more anxious rather than what it, you know, the effect that it was supposed to have where I was meant to feel like this is a calm, safe place for me to open up and talk. It just, it wasn't like that at all. So, when I had my health visitor came for a pre-visit, which I was like, oh, this hasn't happened before. I haven't had this with my first pregnancy, um, but was really lovely. I don't know whether that was because I'd opened up about my mental well-being that the health visiting team were then contacted and they thought, right, we're going to do a pre-visit. And as I mentioned before, it was so lovely that I had the same midwife every time and I had the same health visitor then every time because it's not like I'm having to re-explain my situation which you do tend to do anyway because there's so many different teams of people um but yeah that just really really did help having that one person and meeting her before I gave birth was really really lovely and she came into my home and met with Charles Um, And I kind of spoke to her and said, look, I did the talking therapies pre-assessment and it's just not going to work. I just, I'm not going to do it because logistics, it's not going to work for me. It's not going to be, you know, it's not family friendly at this point in my life. And obviously I don't want to be in this bad mental state, but that's just going to make it a lot, a lot worse. And she was, she was brilliant. She really listened and understood because I didn't want her to think, oh, I'm just giving up and, you know, being really stubborn. Um, But I wanted to be realistic. And she actually mentioned this perinatal um, mental health team and support that there are 
there is out there for families, especially new mums. So rather than having to travel somewhere and take your like newborn baby or your little ones with you, they come to your home um, and they tailor it for you. So through that oh my god like literally my head was just like oh my god there's so much out there that I didn't even realize you know I literally thought I'm just gonna wait until I break down and then I phone the crisis team and then they'll intervene um but no 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 so there's the perinatal mental health um team um and they come out and do like an assessment with you a little bit like talking therapies but they come to your home and they just talk about your childhood and talk about where you're at and what you want help with what you want support with and then they just give you sort of like a list of options that they have that you would like to kind of get involved with so I had um, through them the CBT so the cognitive behavior therapy um, that got set up where you'd have someone who again would come to your home they understand that you are a family so there's going to be children there and they don't have to your children don't have to be away from that they can be sat with you so I could be um, breastfeeding I had Charles who would be playing with his toys when they'd come round and just you know having that kind of one-to-one chat but knowing I'm in my own home Charles is able to go off and play with his toys no problem I can sit and comfortably feed Freddie and put him down for his nap in his own environment without thinking right we've got to get into a car we've got to go and find a place to park all those things um And then, yeah, so they basically talk through different techniques with dealing with um, my well-being and it was brilliant. It was really, really, really good. I couldn't, you know, for me, that just worked beautifully because it just took the stress of having to travel anywhere or thinking about childcare. Yeah, it, it meant that Charles could be there as well with me and I didn't have, yeah, just didn't have to worry. Um... And from that assessment as well that they did with me, um, as well as the CBT, they also talked about um, Homestart um, Group, which is basically like a playgroup for mums designed with mental well-being. So it's a very kind of close-knit um, group, spe- um, specifically designed for supporting mummies with their mental well-being so there's only a few other mums um in that group and yes you we went over so the closest one for me was um sort of a little bit further out so I did have to go in the car and drive but again if I didn't drive they organized I know for another mum they organized um sort of like taxi service for them um so pick them up and drop them back home again and they were just so lovely. So for me, it was two ladies who ran the play group and they were just so friendly and so like inviting and welcoming. And they were so good with Charles as well. So I was re- uh, one of the very few mums who had a newborn, but also another child there. And they just did so much. They played with Charles, they entertained him. Um, and they, what they would do at the beginning, once everyone sort of like arrived, you would all kind of sit together and we'd just check in with one another. So they'd go around the group. Um, and I know it sounds 
like it could be really intimidating especially talking about your feelings obviously you didn't have to share if you didn't want to um but it was just so comforting and reassuring to hear so you know what I've had a really shit week but I'm not the only one you know the person next to me over there and over there they've they've not slept very well this has happened to them oh my god I'm not alone I'm not the only one who was going through this and we were all able to kind of share um, how we were honestly feeling because as amazing as other playgroups are that's not really the place you can sit and really talk about how you're feeling you normally if you're seeing sort of another mum friend you're like oh you're right how are you getting on oh your child is so good oh look at what they're doing whereas this was literally like <laughs> honesty and and, and and let me just reiterate, if you didn't want to share, you didn't have to. You know, if you wanted to go and speak to one of the ladies just on a one-to-one basis, then you could. Um, and if there was something that was like a, quite a common theme that would come up amongst us, um, they'd be able to like advise us. So if uh, we were talking about sleep and, or where can we, you know, what can we do to help them, they'd have like even if they didn't have it there and then they'd go and find out different information for us to support us with that um so yeah so it was really really such a nice thing to do and again it was uh, like a group that I knew I could go um on let's say it was on a Tuesday that on a weekly basis I would go and that would be my dedicated time um where I didn't have to worry the boys you know play Freddie was only very very tiny then um and it just got us out of the house and then as that was all getting into a sort like a really nice routine of doing that obviously lockdown came into play and that lovely routine of me having sort of someone coming in every week to do uh, my CBT um I had my weekly kind of play group session it just kind of all fell to bits um but it didn't stop my support so instead I would have my CBT done over the phone or a zoom call whichever I preferred so I would just have it over the phone um and he you know would they would still be giving me sort of little activities and tasks to do throughout the week to keep me um secure with my mental well-being and then with the Home Start group as well, we would meet weekly on a Zoom call and we'd see the other mums and just really checking in with one another. And I think that was as difficult as it was to do a Zoom call when you've got two little ones. It was definitely worth it because, again, you're seeing other mums and just seeing and talking to other human beings um, in that situation was really, really important. And then once the lockdown kind of eased, so over the summer kind of months we when we were starting to allow to meet in groups outdoors we would go and meet for a group walk again it was nice to just get out of the house and go and see other mums um yeah so I really I really enjoy going to that home style play group because I think initially I thought oh is it going to be quite intimidating to go, you know, to such a small, close-knit group? But it wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was very, very worthwhile. And I know some of the mums now still keep in, like, contact through um, WhatsApp and what have you, um, just to kind of keep checking in when, with one another. Um, so I definitely recommend, you know, if you get 
given the option to join like a home start group or something similar you know it is amazing support um and you know if they do the play groups you might even get a nice cup of tea and a biscuit (laughs) um that might actually be a hot cup of tea as well that you get to drink um so yeah so I definitely recommend that and that wasn't it that was that was what I kind of chose to do but from my again my initial assessment with the perinatal team there were lots and lots of other options that could have been um given to me if I wanted so another option was if especially if I was sort of like a single parent or um Owen worked away quite a lot and I didn't really have like a lot of family around me there was the option to have somebody um like a volunteer come to your home and play with um so like play with Charles for example help you with any housework if you were feeling anxious about actually leaving the house especially you know you've gone from having one child to then two children um I know there were definitely times where I had, even with Freddie being in like a sling or the pushchair, Charles being, you know, a two and a half year old would just run in the opposite direction and, you know, no sense of danger, crossing roads and you just think, oh my God, I'm never going to leave the house again. Um, And I mean, I think around that time I ended up putting him on some sort of reins anyway to try and keep him close to me because he was going through that stage of just ah, I'm, I'm free, let me go. Um, so there was the option if I wanted to, to have someone come and just support me for going if I wanted to go food shopping or to the shops or something like that, um, which I thought was actually re- a, such a lovely, lovely idea. Um, you know, and there was so many other options as well. Um, I also found because I'd opened up, I had increased um, midwife and health visitor um, checks. Some of you might actually think, no, 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 I want to just get on and find my own feet. And that's kind of like what happened, obviously, with my first. That was absolutely fine. But I think to support me with my mental well-being, it was it was really nice just to, especially because it was the same sort of people who would come and visit. I think that's what made the difference. If it was lots of people, lots of different people all the time, it probably wouldn't have had the same effect. But because it was that same person, it was just, it was so familiar, so friendly. And I felt like I could be myself and talk honestly about how I was really feeling, you know, and not feel judged um, or that fear of my baby being taken away. If I really just said, you know, I'm struggling today, I don't know how I'm going to cope. Because that was the hard, I think the hardest thing was that initial opening up to the midwife when I was pregnant was that, you know oh oh here we go why she had another baby she's going to be an awful mum and all all those horrible thoughts go through your mind but as soon as I did open up it was just the reassurance I had and I hope I really do hope that everyone else every other mother out there who has that courage to open up genuinely gets the right support that they're not turned away that they're not laughed at or judged or made to feel inadequate in any way but actually made to feel the complete opposite like strong brave courageous for opening up and honestly talking about how you feel because so many so many mums feel exactly the same and we should you know we should be able to get the right support and not feel oh well you just get on with it um and then you 
should also have that support from your GP. I know when I initially spoke to the GP and she mentioned talking therapies, the other option was medication. Um, for me, I did try medication um, in my early 20s, but it just didn't, I found, for me, it didn't work. For you, it might, but for me, it didn't. It just, my mood was up and down all the time. Um, so, and I didn't really, I don't really want to kind of go that, root of medication if I I think if I seriously needed it and they kind of like intervene and said no 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 this is this is what you need to do or really strongly advise it then that's fine but my GP was really good at listening to me and thinking actually no I think listening to you the talking therapies or that kind of route um would be more suitable like talking about it and having that CBT um I also had the support from my local hub um, and even my local church. So during the lockdown, I'd have a couple of people from one from my local church, a volunteer who would go around and basically just phoning people um, from the church community and checking in on them. So that was really nice. Um, I had a lovely lady who would regularly check in with me um, just because she knew I then had a young family and how we were coping. Um, and then the local hub as well, there was a family support worker there who would um, just phone and check in and just say, look, I'm here, I'm down the road if you need anything. Um, so there's that constant like knowing that other people are there if you need it. Um, and yeah, so I think there is a lot of support out there. You just don't know what's out there, I think, until you need it or you, until you kind of like open up. Um, and I definitely think then as hard as it can be, just kind of putting that ownership on ourselves to speak out, um, to know that if we just go along and say, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, when on the inside we are literally screaming, we need, we need to reach out, we need to go and trust that person that we are speaking to. And if, you know, it might be the most difficult and nerve wracking thing that you do, but once you do it, you know you've done the right thing. And if there are any people, any professionals in particular that you speak to and you think, mm, no, this is, you're not listening to me or anything like that, then, you know, go to somebody else or kind of make sure you say, no, no, I need this, you know, for me to be the best mum, for me to be able to do the best job at being a mum, I need support, I need help. Um, and that's exactly the same for your child. You you know, you would fight for your child. If you took them to a review, review and you knew they weren't listening, you would fight for them. And I think as mums, we need to start fighting for ourselves um, as well. Um, so yeah, so there is lots of support, as I've said. And hopefully, if you guys, any of you need that support that you are getting um, the right stuff, really. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Bye.